You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show. I'm Faraz Sadiqi. We're going over quarterback and running back rankings going into week six. Uh, we have a Thursday night football game on. Looks like Travis Kelsey is good to go. Javante Williams looks like he's good to go. He's off the injury report. I, I'd expect Javante to get a solid workload. Um, you know, with, with Samaj and Jaleel both still involved. I think, you know, this could be a little bit of a messy backfield this week. So if I can stay away, I would. Um, we're not going over wide receivers today, but the Chiefs have let up uh, in a bit, you know, in terms of defending perimeter wide receivers. The slot is also somewhat vulnerable. So both Judy and Sutton are wide receiver threes for me this week. I have Judy ranked slightly higher because his route participation did go up uh, significantly. It's 95% this past week. So and his target share also jumped to 31%. It, it is possible because, you know, the Jets are more vulnerable out of the slot than they are on the outside. But the week before, we did see a shift in target share as well, where they had the same target share in week four. Okay. So there could be a little bit of a shift here. We'll see what happens tonight. But both are in play in what I'm assuming will be a negative game script for them against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're playing him, obviously. Kelsey is in. Pacheco is a great start. I have him as a borderline RB1 in this matchup, which you'll see shortly. Uh, and then we have Rashi Rice as the, you know, what the heck flex that you can throw in if you're desperate. This is a great matchup, but his route participation dropped below 30% last week, and his targets per route run of obviously was extremely high. Again, uh, absolutely insane at 50%. Okay. Uh, the underdog plays I like tonight are Javante Williams, higher than 30. It went down to 35 and a half rushing yards. Cortland Sutton, higher than three and a half receptions. Patrick Mahomes, not throwing an interception. Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown and Marquez Valdez Scantling over 18 and a half receiving yards. So go check out Underdog Fantasy to use these picks or your own to potentially 20 extra entry. They have some spicy picks there in there as well to throw in if you want to increase your potential payout. Okay, so you don't have to cap out at 20 X. You can get, you can try to get some more if you want to. Um, but there are some specials for some for new users. Uh, underdogfantasy.com. If you use code UPPERHAND, you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $500, and you'll get a free pick to increase your odds of winning. Uh, tonight, the free pick will be a Patrick Mahomes free square where all he needs is to go over one yard in any way possible. Okay, so check out Underdog Fantasy. Use the code UPPERHAND. You can find the links in the description. A few injuries to go over real quick. Uh, Jeff Wilson, he was limited on Wednesday. Uh, ribs, finger, hip injury <clears throat> a hip injury now okay uh we, we don't know what that means uh, you know if he's going to play this week or not he, he's definitely a little bit of a risk this week because it is his first week back kind of have no idea uh what this workload is going to look like but you know we've seen before i think i think as soon as they traded for him they ended up playing playing him last year and then he ended up moving into the 1a uh very shortly We'll see what ends up happening this week. Either way, you know, obviously I love Raheem Mostert this week against the Carolina Panthers. We wish we had Devon Adrian, but um, Jeff Wilson, you know, could be in play this week, but I'll play him as a fle upside flex at best, but understand that his floor this week in his first game back is zero. Uh, Chris Olave was limited, you know, so it was in fact the toe injury. That's the injury designation that he has. Uh, it, it looks like he should be good to go. This week, he did play through the entire game last week, so I would expect him to play. 
Uh, Darren Waller didn't practice, and this is not because of the hamstring. It's because of a new injury. It's a groin injury this time. Not great. This is not what you want to see. So I would be prepared to not have Darren Waller this week just in case this is a serious injury and he cannot play. Dalton Kincaid uh, has a concussion. He was placed in the concussion protocol. It is possible that we see you know, Dalton um, uh, Dawson Knox uh, get most of the tight end reps this week, but he's dealing with a wrist injury of his own. He was limited in practice, so keep an eye out on that if you're looking for a tight end. Uh, Derek Carr practice in full. That's good news. Uh, he should be good to go. You know, I think the timeline on this AC, AC joint sprain for him was one to two weeks. So he's kind of past that now. Hopefully he'll be good to go moving forward and we can see some big games out of Chris Olave. Mike Evans didn't practice on Wednesday. Not a great sign coming out of the bye. He had that hamstring injury. He is over 30 years old. Uh, not great. Okay. So uh, it is possible that he doesn't play this week. We'll monitor his injury status on Thursday and Friday's practice. Um, we'll see how that goes, but this is not a good sign to start the week. Be prepared to be without him. Roshan Johnson still didn't practice. Not a great sign. Also, you know, they had, oh, oh this is a full week now, right? Since Thursday night. Um, I would have expected to him at least get a limited practice, you know, continue to be in the concussion protocol and potentially get cleared by the end of this week, but not practicing on Wednesday. Not a great sign. Uh, these guys play on Sunday, uh, so hopefully he can get at least a limited practice in on Thursday. If not, we're potentially looking at a Deontay Foreman show. Okay, Miles Sanders did not practice either, not because of the groin injury, but he has a new shoulder injury now. So monitor that. Uh, you know, if Chuba Hubbard is not picked up in your league, make sure he is because this week you could potentially plug him in and play him if you're in need of a running back. Jameer Gibbs also didn't practice. He had that hamstring injury, you know, going into last week. He picked that up late in the week. So it seems like it's lingering on and it's, it's possible that he doesn't play this week either. Uh, regardless, David Montgomery is going to be in play, you know, regardless of whether Jameer Gibbs plays or not. Jameer Gibbs, at best, he is a flex play this week if he does go. Amara St. Brown, limited in practice. Good sign that he's going to be available this week. Also good sign that it's not a more serious injury. Okay, so Amara should be good to go. Tank Dell uh, is in the concussion protocol. So, you know, if you were dependent on him for whatever reason, make sure that you have a, a replacement. Robert Woods could be someone that you can plug in in deeper leagues, in PPR leagues, especially uh, if you, you're you kind of desperate and you need somebody to go. But Robert Woods is also dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. He got a limited practice in. So just monitor that in case uh, you're so desperate that you need to monitor Robert Woods practice reports. Okay. Uh, let's go to quarterbacks. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side -side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. Patrick Mahomes at home against Denver tonight at number one. 
Okay, Josh Allen at home against the Giants is at number two. We have Jalen Hurts at three at the Jets. Not the best matchup, but he has the upside, you know, in any matchup, right? Especially given his goal line role, that tush push. Um, he he he's the favorite to the lead quarterbacks in touch rushing touchdowns this year. He has the weapons. He can still get it done. Uh, at four, I have Lamar Jackson at Tennessee. He had the solid matchup against the Steelers last week, but didn't come through. You never know what happens in these division games, but I think this can be one of Lamar's big passing day, days against Tennessee. Uh, they gave up three 300-yard passing days Okay, this season. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson in weeks one through three. Uh, then, then they saw a shell of Joe Burrow. Then they saw Anthony Richardson, who got banged up, almost threw for 100 yards himself. And, you know, him and Gardner Minshew almost combined for 300. So this could be a good day for Lamar. Uh, we've been waiting for that big passing day from him. Uh, I think this could be a big one for him and Zay Flowers this week. I, I have to throw Justin Watson. I'm sorry. I have to throw Justin Fields here, you know, at five, right? There's an argument for him to be above Lamar, maybe even above Hurts this week with the tough matchup. But I, I just think there's a, a, a greater range of outcomes for Justin Fields, right? He's definitely hot right now. Okay, so you definitely have to start him, no doubt. Eight touchdowns in the last two games against two bad defenses. Well, you know, he gets another bad defense this week at home. So keep riding this hot streak. Expect him to continue to feed DJ Moore in a very exploitable matchup for him as well. Two attack of Iloa against Carolina at six. I have Trevor Lawrence at seven against Indy. This is a really good matchup for Lawrence. You know, he already played them in week one. Uh, he had a solid day against them, uh, but this time he's at home. Uh, I can't put him above Tua because, you know, the range of outcomes with Lawrence is just way higher. His floor is a lot lower, uh, but this is the matchup I think he can come through in. If he can't come through in this one, and by the way, uh, he hasn't been a good fantasy quarterback this year. So if he can't come through in this one, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we're going to have to downgrade him the rest of the way. Okay. Okay. Justin Herbert's at eight against Dallas. He's been putting it. He's been putting up points. He's been getting it done every single week. Uh, but this is a tough matchup. Uh, I know it's easy to look at what Brock Purdy did last week against them and think that Herbert is also going to just sling it all around the field. But you know, I think Dallas's defense, you know, is going to come to play uh, in this one after getting embarrassed. Um, you know, this game is also nationally televised on Monday night, so I think they're going to come out um, now. He does have reinforcements coming back. Austin Eckler coming back, so that's going to help. Um, hopefully, it doesn't mean that his A dot just completely shrinks, right? And that he just checks it down a ton to Eckler. I mean, maybe that's good if you have Eckler, but just for this offense and Justin Herbert in general, you want him to, you know, continue to throw down the field as he's done with, with um, Kellen Moore coming in. But this is the first game that we're going to see here with Eckler, without Mike Williams this year, you know, with the new offensive coordinator, uh, Kellen Moore, right? Now, Vegas does think that this is going to be a very, very high-scoring game. Okay, so that's good to see. So, you know, I, I think I trust that Herbert should be, get it done, you know, enough to the point where he'll come through as a QB1 this week. Joe Burrow's on his way up. I think last week's game was extremely encouraging. He was moving around better. He looks better overall. Hopefully it wasn't a mirage, right? And we can trust this a bit. He would normally be higher if, if I did trust that his injury won't be affecting his play, but I think this is a happy medium here at nine at home against Seattle. Uh, the three quarterbacks not named Daniel Jones to go up against the Seattle defense has averaged 339 passing yards this year, and I think T. Higgins should be back this week. He got a limited practice in on Wednesday, uh, you know, which would be great for Burrow. So let's see if Joe can stack two in a row here. We, we'd all love to see it. 
At 10, I have Stafford against Arizona. Looking like a very exploitable matchup here. He has two very good wide receivers at his disposal now. I really like him this week. So he gets bumped into the top 10. Uh, he's, I think the Rams are fourth in implied points going into this week. Uh, at 11, I have Brock Purdy. This looks like a tough matchup on paper, and it could be. But when you look at the quarterbacks Cleveland has gone up against so far, it is you don't really look at those names and, and get wowed, right? Like Burrow in week one banked up. Kenny Pickett, then Ryan Tannehill. Uh, then the Ravens destroyed them in week four, and Lamar threw it only 19 times. Still managed to throw two touchdowns. Uh, Purdy looked really comfortable last week. You know, this week going into Cleveland, I think he can get it done. Dak at 12. This is a good matchup. We've seen Dak bounce back after horrific performances before. I think he can get it done against Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry, get it done because Vegas is expecting this game to hit 50 and a half points with Dallas favored by two and a half. Um, their implied total will be fifth highest this week. Um, Tua, Tannehill, Cousins, they all had great fantasy performances against the Chargers. The only quarterback that didn't do well in terms of fantasy was Aiden O'Connell. Okay, so I think Dak can bounce back here. CJ Stroud at home against New Orleans. This is definitely a test for him. He's been relatively consistent. Jared Goff in Tampa. Next up here, tough matchups. Uh, I have, um, you know, I think Jared Goff, like Amara St. Brown coming back, I think this is going to be great. He obviously has a Sam Laporta as well. I would love for Jameer Gibbs to get more involved in the passing game, which would elevate Jared Goff as well. Um, but, you know, a little bit of a tough matchup. Quarterbacks haven't fared too well um, in Tampa. Geno Smith in Cincy. I think this is a little bit of a tough matchup for him. Cincy has done a really good job defending perimeter wide receivers. That's where his main weapons uh, live, right? DK and Tyler Lockett run most of their routes from the outside. We'll see if they can overcome that. Uh, but I couldn't move Geno up closer to the top 10 because of it. Kirk Cousins is up next year without Justin Jefferson just makes a huge difference for me. You know, we need to see Jordan Addison like step up and command those targets, you know, as like an alpha that you know he's kind of stepping into right now right so i i doubt they stay as pass heavy um you know without jefferson so i think the things change a little bit even though this is a very good matchup they're going into chicago though you know division rival this could be a little bit more interesting than we think uh rounding out the top 20 here kirk cousins josh dobbs uh russell wilson Gardner Minshew and jacksonville good matchup for him this week so he gets bumped into the top 20 and then sam howell at 20 against atlanta i have Deshaun Watson currently out of the rankings for now. Uh, not sure he's going to play this week. All right, let's move on to running backs. But before I do, uh, please take a minute to hit follow, subscribe, add on this podcast and your podcast app. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. It just takes a second. It helps us out a ton. And you'll have the latest podcast episode that we do right there on your feed. Um, so I'd really appreciate that. All right. On to running backs. Christian McCaffrey is at one against Cleveland. Uh, Bijan Robinson at two against Washington. I'm really tempted to put Tony Pollard at three. I really like him this week. I, I just trust Bijan more. We know that the Falcons aren't going to mess around. You know They're going to use their running backs no matter what. But the Chargers are giving up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. They've given up the ninth most receptions to running backs. And they had a bye week. Okay, so um, they're giving up a lot of production in less time than all these other NFL teams. I expect a bounce back week for Pollard here. Um, at four, I have Austin Eckler against Dallas. Uh, he should be back this week. He said he's 99% sure that he's playing. That's great news. Tough matchup overall, but he's extremely involved and should get it done, especially in what Vegas thinks 
will be a high-scoring and close game this week. Uh, Travis Etienne at five against Indy. Had an amazing week last week. Had a solid day against them in week one as well. David Montgomery have him at six against Tampa. Jameer Gibbs still didn't practice. They've shown that they're willing to give Montgomery a serious workload regardless. Right, He has a 21-carry day, 32-carry day, a 19-carry day uh, last week. Uh, He has at least one touchdown in every single game he's played so far. Okay, So the volume's going to be there. Even though the, the the matchup isn't as good as the last two weeks, still got to play him. You know, he, if he's going to get the volume right, he also he's also been playing on third downs and long down distance uh, situations. So you got to like Montgomery moving forward. And obviously, you heard what Dan Campbell said. Like this doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. Okay, sucks for whoever drafted Jameer Gibbs though. I have Kyron Williams at seven. This is a good matchup. The volume should be there. He's playing a workhorse role. This could be a high offensive output game for the Rams against Arizona at home. Um, the Rams are favored by seven, according to fantasylife.com's game hub, and the total is 48 and a half, which means that the implied total for the Rams is fourth overall this week with 28 points. It's only behind the Dolphins, Bills, and Chiefs. Okay. Uh, it also helps that Arizona has given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs this season, and they're particularly, particularly vulnerable to running backs in the red zone, just giving up the most touches by far. To running backs in the red zone. I have Kenneth Walker at eight against Cincy. Solid matchup. Since he's actually given up the fifth most rushing yards to running backs. By the way, Kenneth Walker saw his highest snap percentage all season before the bye at 71%. So that's great to see after, you know, sub 65% snap shares to start the year before week four. Raheem Moser is at nine against Carolina. Amazing matchup, right? Like, I don't have to say much about that. We were hoping to see Devon A. Chain in this game, but, you know, I think Moser can get the job done. Uh, Carolina's the best matchup for running backs outside of the Broncos. So this is awesome. If you have Raheem Moser, I'd be pretty excited going into this week. Um, Alvin Kamara in Houston. I was really surprised that Houston was able to stifle Bijan and that Atlanta run game this week, um, this past week. You know, that's what they focused on. It really and it allowed Desmond Ritter to actually have a good game. Uh, let's see what Houston decides to do this week. Um, they have a lot more to worry about here. Obviously, you know, the Saints actually have a decent passing game. And it looks like Derek Carr's shoulder is better after that full practice that he had. So we could see a, a better offense on the field overall for the Saints. Either way, Houston has been giving up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. Kamara has seen 24 plus touches in both of his games so far. I have Brees Hall at 11. This one is tough for me because he got a ton of volume last week, 25 touches. Okay, he's unleashed. Not fully unleashed, by the way. Okay, I'll I'll get to that in a second. The talent is ridiculous, right? He's also going up against the toughest fantasy defense, right, in Philly, right, against Philly at home. The good thing is that, you know, he had 76% of the rushing attempts last week. He didn't run as many routes as I'd like him to run. You know, for some reason, you know, Michael Carter was the one doing that, getting most of that work, but not ideal. However, you know, I'm not sure I expect that to continue for much longer, right? Now, if you're risk averse and you don't love this matchup, I get it. I can totally understand wanting to play Isaiah Pacheco against Denver tonight, Josh Jacobs against the Patriots. These are the guys I have next up. The thing is, it just takes one run from Brees, right? And we've seen that home run ability multiple times this season, right? I have Jacobs at 12. I have Pacheco at 13. I have Swift at 14 against the Jets. The Jets have actually allowed the 10th most fantasy points to running backs, and it's mainly because their offense stinks, right? Um, if that makes sense. Because the offense, you know, giving the ball up, you know, keeping the score down, running backs are just able to get volume against them, right? Um, the Chiefs had success doing it. 
The Patriots ran the ball a million times against the Jets. Uh, Tony Pollard had 25 carries against them. So this week, the volume could be there for DeAndre Swift. Like, I'm personally cool with moving Brees Hall below all these guys, okay, that I just mentioned. So I get it. I just love Brees Hall's upside, just overall in any matchup. I have Joe Mixon at 15 against Seattle. Neutral matchup for him. He, he hasn't gotten the touchdowns. Um, you know, he's also older and inefficient on his touches. Uh, but the offense is getting better, hopefully. Right? We saw a little bit of that last week. I think we should see some more success and more touchdowns coming his way. Tajay Spears is closing in on Derrick Henry's workload a little bit. Okay, first of all, according to Fantasy Life Utilization, Tajay has been on the field for more than 50% of snaps in four of five weeks. His share of the team's total rushing attempts went up to 33%, which, you know, which brought Derrick Henry's down to 62%, okay? That's not what we're used to with Derrick Henry. Uh, Spears is also running a route on more than 50% of dropbacks, uh, and he's being targeted on 24% of his routes run in each of the last four games, okay? He's also been pretty damn good. 11% of his attempts have gone for more than 15 yards. That's only lower than Devon Achain and Brees Hall. He's sixth among 50 qualifying running backs in missed tackles forced per attempt. He's fourth among 50 qualifying running backs in yards after contact per attempt. So there's a reason he's seeing the field. Okay, so if you're in a PPR league, Derrick Henry's expected points per game is sitting at 19th. And guess what? That's exactly where he's sitting in fantasy points per game. So Tajay Spears is definitely affecting Henry. He's limiting the type of workload we usually see from him. And Spears is becoming someone that you can potentially flex in deep PPR leagues based on the fact that, you know, he's seen four plus targets in, you know, four or five games here uh, and is able to do his thing and be efficient, right? Now, going over the rest of these running backs here um, real quick, Saquon Barkley, I have him at 17. You know, we'll see what his workload is looking like. You know, he still has that that huge piece of tape on his ankle in practice on Wednesday, limited in practice. Not really what you want to see going into this week. Who knows how... Uh, you know, how much work he's going to get, right? So a little bit of a risk. Talk about risk. I have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss at 18 and 19. I had Taylor, you know, a little bit, you know, about like one spot above him at 18. Who knows what's going to happen here, right? I have huge concern. Like, you know, does Jonathan Taylor, like Jonathan Taylor talked about this being his full first real full week of practice. So maybe that's where he kind of steps above Moss. Like, do we really expect Moss to get another big workload this week? I don't know. That's why I have him at 19. I have them at back. I have him back to back. Uh, this is really a tough situation to decipher. Okay. The reason why I have Moss still here is because, like, I don't want to miss out on another big game, right? Like, I, if I have him, like, he'll probably be in my lineup because most people had him on the benches last week and then he disappointed. Now we're going to put him in and, and just watch. Like, he's just not going to be anything. He's going to turn into a pumpkin. Who knows? This could be a 50 50 split. You know, uh, who knows? But we have to go off of what you know our intuition is going into this week. Um, I have James Cook at twenty here to round it out, um, and you know his share of the rushing attempts overall has been going down. However, in this game against the Giants, I think the Bills should be in full control. We could see a pretty good game, pretty good game from James Cook. You know, I would not be mad if we moved him up. You know, maybe ahead of Saquon Barkley if you're looking for a little bit of safety. Okay. Um, and that's going to do it for this episode, guys. You know, really, really appreciate you. If you want the full rankings, by the way, full positional rankings, full flex rankings, 
all that that's up right now at upperhandfantasy.com you can go check that out there trade charts trade articles all of that at upperhandfantasy.com go check it out again if you can subscribe to the show that would mean the world to us we really appreciate it guys thank you so much and uh we'll be back me and zach will be back tomorrow talking wide receivers and tight ends going into week six all right appreciate you guys thanks a lot see you later